I don't want to try and look like I'm 40 when I'm 60. I really don't. I just want to look the best version at 60. I don't want to try and be younger. Right. I just want to look good at that age. Hi, I'm Deanna Robbins. And I'm Christy North. Welcome to Pieces of a Woman podcast, where we explore all the pieces that make up a woman, mind, body, and soul. By embracing all complexities of being a woman, our goal is to share real stories that inspire growth and empower all women to be the best versions of themselves. And as Maya Angelou so eloquently said, when we know better, we do better. Thank you for taking this journey with us. Today's episode, we're going to somewhat kind of play off of an episode we did, I want to say maybe a year or two ago. What did we call it? I think we did. It was fabulous fucking 50s. <laughs> I, I was wondering, did we throw the word fuck in there? Because I think that just makes it so amazing. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we did. I love that word. Today, we're going to actually talk about kind of beauty care stuff, but um, yeah. more aggressive treatments. And are we doing them? Do we support them? Do we judge them? Yeah. And I'm going into my mid 50s. In fact, this month, maybe 53. Do we consider that mid? I feel like we're mid. (laughs) I'm in my mid 50s. You're not. You are not. I mean, 53. I'm like over the hill. Oh, whatever. Climbing the hill. Uh, We're going to do this episode like every two years, and then we can talk about the new things that happen um, over the last couple of years because. I think things change more rapidly than they did in your 40s. Like every two to three years in your 40s, yeah, there were some changes and whatever. We're going to get into it. But in your 50s, I feel like I'm going to be 57 in September. Okay. So I was actually trying to guess your age this morning. Oh, nice. I was like Uh mentally going through and like, God, I can't remember. Is she like, I I gave you 56. Oh, see, I am 56. There you go. Yeah. No 40 something, I guess we can't get past that. Well, no, this is an interesting topic because all you women out there and actually all you men, because we do have quite a few men that listen to our show, beauty care is, you guys all know, if we would have invented the cream or the magic pill or whatever, we would be millionaires today, right? Everybody's looking for that magic thing. It's all the anti-aging stuff. It is all the anti-aging. Yeah. Anti-aging is like everything on my social media, which is probably because <laughs> of purchases I've made. And I'm like a glutton it's- when it comes to scrolling. And if uh-huh. I see a product, I'm like, purchase. Oh, you I'm do? so bad at it. But I have so many creams. Oh, shit. And then I'm like, I have a shelf full of creams that I hardly ever use. Uh-huh. And so there's that piece. But the anti-aging is like, it's making millions. It is. So I want to just share some statistics with our listeners first, because um, I think it's kind of eye-opening. So the beauty beauty industry statistics, it gen- the beauty industry alone generates over $100 billion in revenue. That is worldwide. I mean, think about that, $100 billion worldwide. The prediction is men's personal care. So when we're talking about women, we're also men's personal care market is projected to hit 276.9 billion by 2030. Holy moly, we're in the wrong industry. We are in the wrong industry. Like, think about it. Uh, skincare is projected to generate up to 177 billion by 2025. It is 2023. So you're talking less than two years. Okay. So the question is, how much are you contributing to this yeah. financially? Yeah, because think about it. 
when you're looking at what you currently do to kind of maintain, like we get our hair done. Uh huh. Some of us have time to get facials. We talk about massages. We get our nails done. We get yes. pedicures. How, I mean, how much of that do you do? Oh my gosh. Well, people yeah. get their lashes done. I mean, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. And I've always felt like I've been pretty minimal. Like I have always done nicer skincare products okay. um, until we went through the recession. I remember like, hey, I'll do oil of Olay. It's great product, but just it's more basic. affordable. Like I went to the really basic stuff for several years when your budget. So it comes down to budgeting and timing. But yeah, to your point, I don't feel like I have done a whole lot. But as you get older, you start incorporating a little bit more, at least for me. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm going to try that. Oh, I'm going to try Botox. Now they're doing Botox in their 20s. Like I didn't do Botox till I was in my 40s. They, you know, they call it preventative. I mean, Pre- they're saying that if you do it in your 30s, you're yeah. preventing. I don't know if that's true. I'm hearing it. Yeah. I don't know. It's either. interesting to say you're going to do Botox, which is going to be preventative from what? Wrinkles? Yeah. But those muscles still relax. Like, I don't know. Is that really, is that a reality? I would say most estheticians, beauty consultants, whatever the yeah. titles are, would probably say, yes, it is. Cause that's their profession. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm curious if it truly is, um, just to go on timing. So I'll share some of the stuff I do. So okay. I get my hair done. I've started to do my eyebrows, the microblading oh, yeah. on my eyebrows. Okay. I would love and give so much. I was going to say a body part, but <laughs> <laughs> I would give my right hand, but that's not true. I wouldn't, but I would love to get my eyelashes done. I would uh-huh. give anything to have voluptuous, thick, long, beautiful eyelashes. And I just was not blessed with that. And I can't do it because You're I'm allergic. allergic and my eyes swell up. So, yeah. but when I did try it, the timing to go and get your eyebrows done every so many weeks, to get your eyelashes done every two to three weeks, to get your nails done every three to four weeks to get your hair done. Oh my God. Because you're going gray. Like that's just four treatments right there. I yeah. don't have time for that. Yeah. I make the time and have to figure out. My, I do my nails, commit to my nails and my hair. Yeah. And then I try to throw in pedicures here and there. I'm I'm very similar. I have always, my nails pretty much about until I, unless I had gave birth to my kids, I would take nails off for a while, but I've always had my nails done. Yeah. Always had my hair done, cut and color. Of course, my sister way back in the day used to do my hair. And now another gal who is like a sister does my hair and she's actually really reasonable, but she's fantastic. But those two things you kind of have to do. But yeah. then it started... Like, okay, skincare is important. I think skincare, and they will all say, if you start with good skincare when you're younger, I do think that benefits you long-term. Well, do you remember how they always said, don't forget about your neck. Uh And I'm like, I've ignored my neck and it's showing. Like now I'm like, oh shit. You look great. But no, you're right. But no, it's true. But then I started in my forties, like, okay, what about a little Botox? In my mid to late forties, I started doing a little bit here and there, you know, the crow's feet. Yep. I don't do that on a regular basis. Um, They say what, six months, you can go six months or is it less? Well, here's the trick now, now that we're older. So I went and had it done last year and I think it only lasted about not even three months, maybe two, two and a half. And I was going to call him and say, oh my gosh. But when I did talk to her, she said, part of it is, as you're aging, you need more or more often. Oh my gosh. And so then again, you're like, okay, that's a, it's a big expense. It's not, timing is not a big deal. Like that's a pretty. You can do it pretty quick. quick. But financially, you got to make that commitment. Yes. But then trying to do, 
I do love the skincare, which I want us to talk about because I was doing microdermabrasions and I would love to do them about every three months if I could. Okay. Timing was an issue. It's only an hour, but, and I we had Annie here at the time and she's now moved out of state, miss her, but microderm, loved what it did with my skin. It wasn't super expensive. Um, what does microdermabrasion cost? Like, it, I, I think I want to say we were around a hundred bucks okay. with so a tip, bad. I think. I, maybe it was a little bit more, but it's like a real, she was just great. Well, then now we have both jumped into, we have, we had encouraged you to go. We have a dear friend whose daughter is an esthetician and she is fantastic. And she does this treatment called Moxie and BPL. I don't know what it all stands for, but it, it helps with your fine lines, your pigment, um, it basically kind of goes deep in. It's like a laser. Right. And tell, <laughs> tell me. Oh, my gosh. You just had your first experience last So I've week. always been really kind of interested in the whole chemical peel. I've never done one. The microdermabrasion stuff. I've, I've always thought, you know, I would like to try it. But I've been afraid because the aftercare, yeah, you are dealing with peeling and oh, yeah. all of that stuff. And so you and Lisa had talked about your experiences. And I'll be honest. <laughs> I don't know that I was really invested in the conversation. Uh-huh. You weren't paying attention is what you're saying. I don't know that I was paying attention to what you were actually doing and getting yeah. the treatment, but I but I was intrigued because, you know, I'm noticing the fine lines. I'm yeah. noticing the discoloration and the call the lack of collagen yes. that I'm, you know, around my lips and around my eyes. Yes. And so I thought, well, if I could do something that wasn't totally invasive. <laughs> and yeah. going into the treatment, I thought it was kind of like a chemical pill. I thought uh-huh. I was, you know, getting a semi-facial chemical pill. Yeah. And this so, is not as bad aftercare as like a, as a chemical pill. As a chemical pill, for sure. So poor Callie, I go in on Thursday evening. We do an evening appointment. And I'm kind of like, I'm committed. I'm invested. I'm going to go in and do it. I just don't know really what is going to take place. Yeah. And she shares it with me. And as I'm listening to her, because she wants to prep me. Yeah. And I'm still kind of like, okay, well, I'm here. So I'm all in. Yeah. And it was this laser. It started with the BPL. I the, believe. Yeah. And it was, it's a laser treatment. And it's got, it's not like painful, but I started to realize about 10 minutes into the treatment <laughs> that, oh shit, this is like an aggressive procedure that I'm getting done and I was not mentally prepared for it and I'm laying there, but I'm committed. And, and the reality is one of the, like I, on the side of my nose, I have the, is it capillaries? What is it? I don't know. The vein that is starting to show up. Yeah. And I've been noticing it for months and I've wanted to do something about it. It's probably been years and I just ignored it. Well, it's gone. She does a little zap on it and it is now gone. gone. So that, that's beautiful. Beautiful. That's beautiful. So we get through that process and and it, and I was like, oh shit. Like <laughs> the little laser all over your face. And she's, uh-huh. you know, totally committed to it as well. And then she says, okay, we're gonna start on the Moxie treatment and we're gonna numb your face. And uh-huh. I'm like, wait, what? Uh-huh. We're gonna we're numbing my face? What, <laughs> what are we doing? She's like, it's okay, we're gonna numb you for 20 minutes. And I'm like, so is this gonna hurt? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, obviously it must hurt if she's numbing my face Yeah, and she leaves for 20 minutes, comes back in and she proceeds to like put a fan around my neck that has these too many fans that are going to now focus on my face. And I am laying there going, oh my God, 
She goes, this is just going to take the edge off. And I'm like, what did I sign up for? <laughs> but still not getting up off the table and leaving. Right, right. And I'm still kind of like, I, I can handle this. I'm invested. And then she proceeds to get into a drawer and say, well, here's a stress ball. And I'm like, oh my God, what is going on? I need a stress. I thought I was getting a facial, Callie. What am I doing? Uh-huh. Anyway, so the next, you know, 10 minutes, she does this moxie procedure, which I think is like a roller that pokes all these holes in your face. It goes deep to really, re- we're doing it a disservice, but to generate new cells collagen. that helps with collagen, but it gets rid of fine lines. Also, I think it does do the, is that not the, for the discolor brown spots. I think it does too. the brown spots. Yeah. Um, all of these benefits yeah. that ultimately are going to make me look younger uh-huh. is the hope and my face to feel and look better. And I left there with my face on fire. <laughs> <laughs> you did. No. And uh-huh. I'm texting all of you guys, Sherry, like, what the hell? I my yeah. fault for not being invested in the conversation. <laughs> We warned you. We warned you. No, we did. And I, so I've done it twice. I have to do one more because she recommends doing three um, to really get a good effect. And then, um, but let me tell you that machine also, she did my hands for the brown spots. Okay. So you can do, I mean, I want to do more. I am now, okay. So I digress going back to, as you get older, the brown spots on my legs. Yeah. What in the actual hell? Like I, they, they call them aging spots. What the hell so now I, we have to say we're aging, aging spots. I didn't really have them and up until a couple of years ago. And all of a sudden they're just, they're Coming taking, out. I'm like, what is going it's on? It's because we were sun babies in the eighties oh. and nineties. So I need that moxie thing. I asked her, I go, Callie, do you do legs? And she goes, yeah, I'll do wherever you want. And I'm like, well, shit, I think I need to do my whole body. Like you, your chest. Like I need to all do my, Lisa does her but chest. Here's the thing. It's. It's an aggressive procedure. It's aggressive, yeah. And the point is that if we're going to have this preventative care that we're all talking about, yeah. you know, going into our 50s and 60s, the commitment that we have to make financially and time-wise. Yeah. And so again, how often do you need to do that? They recommend yeah. at least three. And the cost, and you know, you have to is, do it once a year after that, she said. Yeah, yeah. to maintain. And, yeah. and then you have the Botox. Uh-huh. You know, most of us do Botox. There's a lot of us that don't, but- Many of us do, and yeah. I'm one of them. Hey, yeah. have you ever had Botox in your armpits? No. I did that. Really? So for those of you, it's a game changer. I'm a really? sweater. I sweat. See, I do too. And, and especially if I get nervous uh-huh. and I'm like speaking or, or yeah. whatever the situation is, I'll start sweating. And when I'm in a business yeah. outfit, yeah. I'm nervous always. I'm self-conscious about the yeah. the stain and, it, and being able to see it. Yeah. Well, you can go get Botox in your armpits and it freezes really? it. You do not sweat. It's pretty cool. Wow. That would be good. Well, especially if you're going through menopause. Like yeah. you think about how often you'll break out in a sweat and you'll get clammy all over. Oh my gosh. That's if you haven't crazy. done that, that's a good one. I have not done the lip injections. Yeah. I'm, I'm afraid of that. Me too. I'm not saying that you shouldn't, but I will say that I think people might get a little too aggressive with it and they yeah. overdo it. And then it starts to change the look of your face. I'm an advocate for do whatever feels right, whatever makes you feel good. Um, Yeah. Just maybe not overdo it. You know what? I think it's also, I'm glad you kind of brought that up because here's the, here's the truth is it also comes down to 
it's a constant battle for women. I don't think, I think men do deal with it maybe a little bit. I know Scott doesn't give a crap. I think women, I mean, it's that balance of, I am a really big believer in aging gracefully. Like I really am. I think women were so hard on ourselves and I never look at somebody and go, oh, wow, they should like go get Botox or they should do that. Never have I ever done that. What kind of person are they? Are they a good person? Like I'm attracted to their personality. Who are they as a person? I never think about that stuff. And I think I would love to know. I don't think most of us do that. We're not sitting there judging them. But here's the truth. We went to Spain in January and I appreciated it so much that the majority of the women that I encountered, and mind you, we saw hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of women in big cities. We were in Madrid, which I think is a very cosmopolitan city. um, And we were in um, Barcelona as well. A lot of the women are so much more natural. Yeah. And I am like, oh my gosh, I think in America, I'm not just saying only here, we're so caught up predominantly, in, I would say, probably. Yeah. We're so caught up in just appearance. Are we over vain? So many other things. Are we just such a vain? I don't know. I battle with that. Like, what am I willing to go do and what shouldn't I do? And I think every I think every woman battles that. Like, what and you have to come down to what what do you feel good? You just said that. What what feels good to you? What feels right to you? I am not somebody who will probably I say this. And God, if I change, you'll know, (laughs) but I don't ever want to get a facelift because the majority of people I see that get a facelift, it changes them so dramatically and not always for the better. And maybe in a moment in time, maybe for a few years, but I have seen somebody recently that it's been a long time since they've had it. They're now getting quite a bit older. So it's just, it looks horrible. It just makes it. And so it makes you so wonder, like, I think that you get addicted to it. Cause now you're like, oh my gosh, but she is now quite thin. And so, um, her, she just doesn't look at all like the person. Well, you would, you know, we would visit Palm Springs years ago and you, you know, it's an older community. Palm Springs is predominantly, you have the retirees there Yeah, and you'd go to dinner Oh, and you'd see a woman that had, you knew she had a facelift, but uh-huh. no wrinkles, just this perfect face. And the spouse, uh, to your point that they don't care, some men don't care. Yeah. They, they're in their 70s. They look 70s. Yeah. And then they've got their partner who is in their 70s, yeah. but doesn't match their age because of the work that has been done. Yeah. And so that is always an interesting combination, totally different subject and topic, but yeah. it's just interesting to think about how much it can change your look. And once you've done it, it's, there's no going back. And, no. and it, you made me think about this other procedure that's being done right now where they're threading. They're taking pieces of thread and going in the side oh, of your face yeah. and pulling up your cheeks inside so that it's like a mini facial without the invasive surgery. Wow. There's a lot out there. There's yeah, so many things you can options. do. A lot of new treatments that are coming. And, you know, I, again, I, I like a soft, natural look like a refresher. So I'm not opposed to filler. I'm not opposed to Botox. Yeah. If it's done conservatively, I think it can be a nice, beautiful addition to your routine, but yeah, but it is a commitment. We were talking about that. The commitment, once you do it, you got to keep doing it. Yeah. So time and finances, time and money. And here's what I would say, you know, to all our listeners. So if you may be somebody who's in your thirties, 
So in my 30s, I was minimal. Like I've always kind of believed in health, good skincare, but I didn't spend, I did not spend a ton of money on, on stuff, procedures or anything yeah. like that. It was very um, rare just because it's expensive in time when you're raising kids and all of that. But as you get older, it's something to think about and kind of plan ahead. Of, okay. What do I want to do? I know things change constantly. It's always evolving and there's new, new things. Like I never heard about, you know, Moxie is obviously a newer technology that wasn't around probably 10 years ago. Maybe it was, but I highly um, recommend if you're going to do it, you may want to have a bottle of wine before you go in. <laughs> you're not supposed to, <laughs> but no, I agree. But I think it's like looking ahead and going, okay, what am I going to plan for? Because now what the fifties are saying to me is I think the sixties are going to be the same on a different level. Yeah. Does that make sense? Because my 40s, were I didn't see dramatic changes that quickly. But now in the 50s, I'm seeing it more rapid. And I'm like, all right, wow, okay. And just so many things you're like, okay, I wasn't prepared for that. Well, there's a lot of messaging now around embracing yes. yourself, yeah. loving where you are, yeah. embracing where you are. So it's a battle of where you find that balance of, yes, maybe I want to ha- you know do a few of these things to kind of yeah. enhance or make yeah. me feel better. But how do I have a good balance of also embracing my body, my aging process yeah. and who I am today? And so I think find that balance, find what works and for and, sure. And hopefully you don't overdo it yeah. in one regard or the other. And I guess if it, if you're leaning more towards the embracing, what a beautiful thing. My daughter, Kennedy, you know, she's 21, of course, so she doesn't know what this aging yeah. process looks like, but she's constantly encouraging me to embrace. Oh, I love and that. she's, you know, mom, just go gray. Let your hair go gray. You're beautiful. Uh-huh. And why are, you know, why do you wear the falsy eyelashes? Like she uh-huh. wants me just to be so natural. Yeah. I don't wear the falsy eyelashes anymore because I am, I am, what is the word? I'm channeling my inner Deanna <laughs> so that I can have beautiful, long, lush lashes without the falsies. Oh. So I've spent the last few weeks doing that. But anyway, my point is that she's at that age where she wears no makeup. Oh. She does not wear an yeah. ounce of makeup. She totally yeah. embraces her natural it. beauty and she's gorgeous. Yeah. But so she can do that. <laughs> but she really constantly is mom. Just, yeah, you're beautiful. Embrace it. You don't need to yeah. do any of this stuff. She actually doesn't like when I wear makeup. She just wants really? me to wear no makeup. Well, Christy, you are one of the people that can not wear makeup and look fantastic. Well, no, seriously, you can't. Like, that's not for everybody. Just saying. <laughs> well, you're I do sweet. think it matters. But also, I mean, you're right. I think that it's embracing it, knowing this is not a look. I have no idea. I've never really put down pen to paper. How much am I spending every month? But I do know this. Am I budgeting enough going forward if I really want to be able to right? continue? Because I do my hair only about every two two months, two to three months, uh, as far as color, highlight, cuts, nothing. But I don't have extensions. Extensions can get super expensive. Yeah. I mean, you can, like, you think of all the things. And we haven't even talked about plastic surgery, really. Yeah. The cost of that. And um, I'm a big believer in you do you, whatever makes you feel good. But the only caution I would say to people is make sure you just went through a major journey last year. When you do the work internally, though, too, because give yourself some grace. And if all the women in the country, in the world, gave themselves more grace and they worked on their inner beauty. I love that. 
Seriously. Let's like invest be, in our inner beauty as well. If invest we're in your inner beauty, not just the exterior, because I think you can have somebody who, I'll just say this, I think personality and the, the core of who they are can make them so attractive or so ugly. It's true. And you can be the most beautiful person and be and just be so ugly on the inside. Yeah. And so I think there's a lot to be said about that. And I don't know, we're still trying to navigate this. I mean, shit, we're only in our fifties. I'm like, how am I going to be in the sixties? Because I really am trying. I want to do the inner work. I want to embrace. I don't want to try and look like I'm 40 when I'm 60. I really don't. I just want to look the best version at 60. I don't want to try and be younger. Right. I just want to look good at that age. Well, maybe so that's a good that? maybe that's a good takeaway. If we're going to allocate time and money to our outer beauty, yeah. Let's have a balance of where are we going to do that on our yeah. and work on our inner self. I yeah. love that. I do too. So we're spending money on all this shit. I yeah. mean, I do too. Let's do it on both. Spend money on both. Commit yeah. to both. Okay, so is that what that's our commitment? Yes. Right? So we're going to do that. I love it. I, I think uh, it inspired me taking that trip to Spain just to see those women. I admired it so much and they were beautiful and they, most of them were very natural. Not yeah. so, I mean, they had makeup and they dressed nice, but it wasn't an extreme like you see here. Yeah. And I just appreciated it so much. So maybe sometimes looking around the world too at how others view beauty. You women. know, there's a lot of wisdom that comes with aging and sometimes we forget that women are just beautiful yeah we are strong persevering beautiful creatures yeah embrace it thank you for joining us today we hope you enjoyed this episode if you think someone could benefit please share if there's a conversation you think we should be having or a topic that resonated with you please let us know You can engage and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Pieces of a Woman Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. If you listen to us on Apple, leave us a five-star rating and a comment.